right, everybody, how you doing today? My name is John Michael Haas. I am the musical theater bro, and this is the very first episode of Musical Theater Mastery Podcast. Welcome. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you who I am, but in the future, I want you to expect interviews from musical theater masters including Broadway vets, touring performers, directors, and peak performance specialists so we can take our craft and performances to the next level. Okay, so who am I? 24601, but all jokes aside, I'm actually a southern boy from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I've grown up around music my entire life, mostly listening to jazz and that style of music. It really uh, caught me from an early age. Um, I was about in second grade when I got my first solo. I I had no idea what that was, actually. I was just in class trying to be uh, a class clown, so we were in music class, and I was just trying to Uh, yell louder than everyone else, but my teacher took notice of my yelping and decided to give me a solo in one of the church plays because I went to an Episcopal uh, middle school. From there, people started saying, hey, you know, John, you should probably go do some theater, and I had no idea what musical theater was, and uh, I remember I even went to my very first audition, and I told my mom immediately, get me out of here. I don't want to be here, and it wasn't until that summer, I think, where I did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and I I played Linus in that, and that's kind of when I I fell in love with it, you know? It it was from a very early age that I just kind of said, hey, you know, this is is really cool and really fun, and I get to meet all these people and really experience something that's completely different, and I, you know, I'm I'm good at it. That's kind of cool, you know, I I enjoy singing, albeit, you know, I was a child, so I probably didn't sound amazing, but the point remains, it it caught me from an early age, and I tried so hard through high school to convince myself that, you know, uh, I'm not a musical theater person, I don't like this, you know, hey, I want to be cool, you know, I'm gonna play sports and all this stuff, and I was trying to, like, push it out of my life so much, but Something always brought me back to it, and I think it it was always the collaboration with other people and singing and enjoying that that moment in time where you just create music and you create a character and you get to live outside of yourself. So fast forward to when I go to college. I started my college career off at Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Texas, a brilliant school with a great theater school. But then I kind of felt a draw for more of the musical theater flavor, so I transferred to Oklahoma City University in Oklahoma City, and I started my degree, my Bachelor's of Music degree there. That is where I learned to be a professional in this career and in in this craft. They pushed me as far as I could go at the time because I grew up learning by rote kind of winging it, you know, just going off my talent, basically, not applying my knowledge and really understanding what to be, what a professional is in this career path. So OCU completely and totally shook my world and really pushed me to be the best version of myself. And that's where all of this self-development started. That's where 
this podcast's roots started. This may be the first episode, but this all began where I was pushed beyond myself and I had to dig deep and try to figure out, well, hey, how can I do better? Because I remember my first audition at that school. I was still kind of didn't know how to choose a song. I would bring my music to the pianist and it, it would be fine and I'd sing it really well. There would be zero acting for the most part because I just wanted to sound great. And I remember going to the dean of the musical theater school, whose name is David Herendeed, and an amazing mentor of mine. And I, I asked him, I said, hey, you know, how can I improve? I want to be better at this. And he gave me multiple things to look at and to work at. And from there on, I said, hey, this is not necessarily an impossible or an insurmountable mountain that I can't climb. I can do this. And I applied the techniques that he taught me. I took his advice and I started to learn right then and there to not take things too personally, to be open to good advice, constructive criticism, and most of all, how to apply it. Because a lot of the time, I feel that a lot of actors get constructive criticism that is very good, and they merely give it lip service, and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that, I'll fix it. But they don't know how to really apply the change or how to change their performance. So they they give colors of what the true change should be, or they don't really conceive how they can improve themselves. And I feel like that is a really hard thing for actors and singers and dancers to really do because this is such a cutthroat field. We are always feeling like we're kind of on our own and we have to only improve ourselves. And if we don't get advice or we don't get teaching after college, then we're merely not growing and we're not going to perform as the best performers we can be. That's another thing I've learned as well outside of college was when you finish college, you don't, or you shouldn't, finish your learning because you need to push yourself to get better every single day because the people who are at the top of this field are always improving, always making those two millimeter shifts that make their performance live on stage. And that's what we want. We want truth and honesty on stage. We want to bring it from a real place. We want to discover the joy of hearing that orchestra swell and our voices just soaring above it and just existing in that place because not many people get to do that. We do. So, the point of this podcast is about mastery. It's about mastering your emotions and mastering your ability to learn and mastering the craft that we're in. Because this is a craft. This is something that you can't merely go to school for for four years and say, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I've learned everything I can, therefore I am perfect. I know what I have to do. It's not true. It's not true at all. So I'm hoping that I add value to anyone who listens to this because that's, that's really my goal here. My goal here is to help you master this craft, but also add value to you to help you gain 
knowledge and applicable knowledge that you can bring into the audition room, that you can bring into the rehearsal hall, that you can bring in to the performance because we want to tell the story. We want to tell the story and a lot of people want to hear that audience rave about them. And hell, I, I love that too. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I'm not trying to sound benevolent in any sort of way. Uh, I love to hear the audience hoot and holler after I sing a song. But I really find the bliss after I finish that performance or that show. And I go, what have I learned? What have I gained from this that I, I previously didn't? What is that shift that I made that really tweaked it into becoming this mastering of this craft because a lot of the time we we settle for you know okay we settle for i'm merely just going to go up there do my job perform and uh, that's going to be it that's going to be it and one of the things i learned when i was doing les mis oh my gosh nine times a week in florida was I had to bring something new to the table every performance. It doesn't have to be huge, but it was something that kept it real and kept it honest for me and allowed me to learn on stage, to connect with other people on stage. You know, that was a big thing that I learned in that show was connecting because those people are there telling the story with you. And a lot of the time we don't realize that we're not connecting with others. So this podcast is going to be interviewing Broadway stars, touring groups, people. I have a lot of friends right now who are in tours and a lot of friends who are on Broadway right now. I also want to get some directors in here so we can get their point of view. I recently was able to sit on the opposite side of an audition, and it's super interesting to see it from both sides. I really recommend if you ever have a chance to uh, sit on the reading point of view or being an assistant director or something like that, you can really see uh, ticks that people have when they are in auditions. You know, feet shuffling, their eyes wandering, and it's it's really a cool experience because it helped me out immensely. It, it kind of calmed me down in a way. And that's the kind of stuff that will be taking place on this podcast. It's It's really about adding value and contributing back to this community that has helped me through the hardest times in my life and really brought me up and, and held me up high and continues to give me gifts after gifts every single day. And I, I'm just so grateful for that. I, I really want to make sure that, you know, that this podcast is coming from a gratitude contribution standpoint. Without musical theater, I would not have much in my life. And I am super thankful for all of the shows I've been in and for the opportunities I've had to perform professionally, collegiately, community-wise. I mean, this this opens up doors for so many different people and so many different facets of their lives. It helps you overcome fear. It helps you realize that you can push yourself and during those super long tech weeks where everything is going wrong and the set pieces won't move and the caster breaks and the set just dies on stage and, you know, all kinds of goofy things that would never happen to you in real life. But in theater, of course it does. The gremlins always come out, but it pushes you as a human being to work with other human beings to make something organic. 
and real. So again, the name of this podcast is Musical Theater Mastery. And you know, mastery is learning from the masters, the people who've been doing it for a long time, and to improve our craft. It's to model outstanding performers, directors, and actors, and just applying what they do, you know, certain rituals that they have, you know, warm-ups, their techniques, their methods. If we can incorporate some of those things and it helps your performance out, then this podcast is doing the work, you know? That's that's what I want to have happen. I want people to find value in every single interview that I give. I want them to take maybe one thing from the podcast and say, hey, you know, I just applied that in my audition and in my callback, and I booked the job. What's up? That's where I find true happiness here, because at the end of the day, we can all be in shows and we can perform, but for me, it's about contributing back to the community as a whole because a lot of the time I feel like this community is in competition with each other and does not want to reveal any tips or tricks or anything that would give them advantages over the other and I, to be honest I understand that 100% I'm an extremely competitive person I played sports my entire life and even when I was in New York I felt the competitive air to it but this is a collaborative art. The theater world is incredibly small. And we, as performers, in my opinion, have the duty to hold each other up so we can create something that is beautiful, something that lives, so we can keep this art form happening for the next 15, 20 years 15 or 20, Lord. So we can keep going on forever. That's that's what I want. I want this to be something that inspires people to live outside of themselves and to realize that dreams actually can happen and that if you learn how to self-improve, you can truly find success within this art. That's important, guys. It's This is here to help people. And I want everyone to draw something from this podcast and to realize that they have worth and that they have something to offer and something to give. It could be on Broadway. It could be on a tour. It could be regional theater. It could be community theater. But the fact of the matter is is that we're in this together. And I want to kind of bridge the gap that I feel forms when you get into a competitive uh environment like New York or LA or wherever you're doing musical theater around the world I want to bridge that gap so we can create this mastermind group of saying hey you know I use this technique and it really works I like to do lip trills that loosens up all the phlegm in my voice and I can sing like a canary when I learned that from someone (laughs) it was awesome because I was having to do My Fair Lady one time. He told me, let's do this lip trill, this different style of lip trill. And guess what? It worked out perfectly. And I sang fine that day. I was so worried. But it was things like that where I was working with my fellow actor. And I was working with other actors who have brought me to the next level of what it is to be human. We can be in this career for the fame for the fortune, though I wouldn't recommend that, and for self 
fulfillment and a grand, you know, trying to be this ego-driven sort of performing life. But there is so much more to it than that, guys. There is so much more to it. And when you kind of tap into that and you figure that out and it all kind of just falls into place and you realize that, hey, this career is what I make it and the people around me all throw in a little bit of their own unique flair and we create something that will never exist again. It won't. Everything is always new. Everything's going to be slightly different. And that's the beauty in it, guys. That's the beauty in it. Because when we truly master this art and we go up there and we just release ourselves and we allow ourselves to perform and we bring the truth and the honesty to it, then it's it's that state of flow where you're in there and you just open your heart and the audience responds to that. And that's how we capture them. That's how we storytell to them. They immediately recognize, wow, this person's putting themselves out there. They're vulnerable, and they respond to that favorably, generally. But I really want there to be a sense of camaraderie here. I'm a musical theater bro, and I want this to be a fraternity. I was in a fraternity in college. I was a Lambda Chi Alpha, and I could always feel the sense of brotherhood there, where they had your back. And I want you to know that I have your back regardless. I will have your back and I want you to join this fraternity where we raise each other up and we develop this craft to the highest, highest quality. So as this podcast develops, we're going to be doing interviews with people who have been on Broadway, people who are starting their careers off right now. So they're in the regional realm or they're on tours right now. And I really want there to be a a large sampling size so we can kind of hear it from every angle because there are certain performance aspects where you only do a show for two weekends as three performances uh, a week and you're done. Or you have a person who's popping off eight every single week and how they prepare for that and how they treat their bodies and how they treat their minds and how they get themselves into that state to perform all the time at a peak level. That That's what's really important here for me on this podcast is developing the camaraderie, but also having applicable knowledge where we can master this craft for our own individual needs that allows us to bring the performance to a higher level. So I know I've been rambling for a while now, but... I want to end this podcast by, first of all, expressing my gratitude for you listening. And really, I hope this podcast adds value to your life and to your craft and helps you realize that we are truly in a beautifully lucky situation where we get to do what we love. We get to perform, we get to sing, we get to act, we get to dance. We get to create something new on stage every day. There are tons of people out there who live their lives where they just completely just check out. They merely go to a 9 to 5 and nothing's wrong with a 9 to 5 but they just do it because they think that's the way they're supposed to live their lives. 
I know for me, I would not be doing this if I wasn't passionate about it. And I want you to know that my passion is drawn from gratitude. Where every day I, or every time I'm on stage and I hear that first uh, you know, warm-up of the orchestra, I get an electrifying feeling through my body of gratitude, of saying, oh my gosh, I am here, I am now, I'm about to listen to this music, I'm about to sing this music, I'm about to exist within this story, and the audience gets to listen to it and accept it. So I really want you to know that this comes from gratitude, and I am grateful for each and every one of you, and I know that each and every one of you who listens to this or doesn't even listen to it, you have something to offer the world in theater. It's totally there. You just have to know how to master yourself so you can be completely and totally present on stage. Because that's what we want. We want to capture that, put it in a bottle and say, oh, performance time, drink it and go, hey, I'm here, let's go. And you give that performance that is electrifying. We all know, we've always, we've, we've all had that one performance where we go, oh my gosh, that was awesome. I didn't worry about a thing, didn't worry about the set change or the costume change. I was in that moment and I was nailing it. I sang every note perfectly. I danced every dance step perfectly. <laughs> and I was there and present. So with that said, I want to say thank you yet again. This is John Michael Haas, the Musical Theater Bro, and this is the Musical Theater Mastery Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, guys. Have a wonderful day.